five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Nice to be in orbit. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy because they can. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got quite a special app for you today. Um, joined here with my man, Ted. Ted, Ted, first off, how are you doing, my man? Man, I'm good, Josh. I am calling in from the north woods of Michigan. Yes. Uh, we're right on the edge of the Huron National Forest here. I'm at a place called Camp Barakal. Uh, which is a delightful go. place for me. It's become one of the loves of my life, truly. Uh, it started as a gig where they would invite me up to speak. And I think I've spoken here for six or seven years in a row. And now it's just a love of my life. This place is delightful. It's a little foretaste of heaven to me in that it delivers a certain kind of... This is more than he asked for. You asked how how am I doing, and I should say fine. Well, well no, but, but but you know things um, where you're at affects how you're doing, so that's okay, dude. It's innocent, it's joyful. The camp director here, a guy named Paul Gardner, I just love being with, and there, and lots of other people on the staff that I absolutely love being with too. And it's just yeah. a gift from the Lord, man, and one that I don't deserve. Um, there are many other speakers that are probably more qualified and more deserving to be up here, but I just adore it, and uh, I'm so grateful for it. So camp ministry is something I'm very well familiar with. As we covered okay. on a previous ep, I met my yeah. wife at a Bible camp. That's right. T- tons of years serving yeah. at camp and different camps and stuff like that. So which, um, anybody who doesn't know anything about Bible camps, they have different camps throughout throughout usually the summer or throughout the year, yeah. high school, college, 50-plus. So so yeah. which which... Is the camp that you get invited to speak at? Does it vary throughout the year, or is it, the, yeah. or is it, or is it the same camp each year? So every summer and every every it's the same week every summer. I speak at a high school camp, so okay. I give Legit. ten talks in five days. Yeah, um, that's right. It's a quick turn and burn. A lot of morning talks. chapel and evening chapel. Morning chapel and evening chapel. Love it. So this week has been college and career, kind of at the beginning of it. And then okay. I'll do fathers and sons starting on Friday. So uh, college and career group, fathers and sons group, two different groups. So you're up there for two weeks. Well, yeah. So I've, I've been up here. It'll end up being a week and a half, really, with okay. both of them, with a couple of days off in between, of which this is one. So yeah, uh, this is one of my off days. Yesterday, I spent in Bay City, Michigan. Shout out Bay City with the great Zach Bartles. So uh, oh, yeah. I did a, did a Bay City day with Zach and Aaron. Um, and today I'm just, I've just been, this, this has been my day. I slept in, uh, I did some pond skating and hockey Look and at you. like, I've just been talking with Paul with the camp director for like two hours, just being friends and, yeah. uh, it's been yeah. beautiful. So that's sounds like a great time. I'm the Lord's great kind. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. You would love it up here, dude. Just geographically the, yeah. I'll send you some pics, just like the grandeur of the North woods and snow and the whole thing. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, no, please do. Please do. Well, Ted, before we hop into our main topic here, uh, 
per what has become tradition kind of on our on our apps here. I've got a small piece of trivia for you. Lay it on me. Just small. Yeah. Uh, this one's this one's interesting. This one came across my 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 Instagram feed. Okay. And I had to snapshot it. So a study. And this is how they start it. It's just a study. Yeah. They don't say what study. Any study will do. Any, yeah. <laughs> they don't say when the study was. Yeah. They don't say who made the study. So this literally could be just some... You know what? It could be the owner of the Instagram account. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? So a study showed that sober rats prefer silence, <laughs> but, rats, hold on, but rats on cocaine prefer jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, dude. So... This, so this, this, this fact, mm-hmm. quote unquote fact, brought up a couple questions for me that I want to lay on you first. Yeah. First, um, the overarching question is how in the, how in the world do you figure this out? Yeah. And how are you administering cocaine to rats? Like, yeah. are you are you putting it in like tiny little lines? They have it. They like, have it. Like showing them, like showing them, showing them Scarface. <laughs> Be like, okay. I was <laughs> do gonna like go, so. I was gonna go a different direction. I was yeah. gonna say they've got a tiny little like Studio Fifty Four like <laughs> built, and like the rats like go into the like the VIP room and, and, and do the cocaine there. That's how they administer it. And there's some disco music. They've got like jazz. No, jazz. It's jazz. Oh, jazz. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or they've got like a, it's like a 1980s or late 1970s NBA arena, you know, and there's just a lot of (laughs) cocaine being done, you know, backstage. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's Uh, crazy, Josh. And like, why are we still commissioning cocaine studies? Like, don't we have. It's like, I think we know what it does. Don't we have the entire (laughs) 1980s as kind of a body of work as as to the effects of this, this thing? But, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's wild. Well, and like, I mean, you feel like I don't know, like if you're the rats, mm-hmm. you got to be enjoying part of it. Yeah, right. You know, it's like I'm just high out of my mind. Yeah, everything tastes like cheese. That's a better study to, to be a part of as a rat. I feel like rats really get the short end of the stick in Josh in terms of a lot of these studies. Like a lot of the studies are like we're gonna clip your <laughs> no. Nobody's asking how the rats are. Yeah, we're gonna clip your <laughs> testicles off and just like see what that does. Another study might be we're gonna we're gonna wash your pelt with like shampoo and see if it burns your skin off. These, these rats, it's like you're gonna get to do a mountain of coke and like listen to jazz. You know, this is definitely definitely the preferred study group for rats to be in. There if rats be, are applying for yeah, uh, for, 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 for these internships in the yeah. rat research community, you know. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we went as far on that one as I think we can. Yeah, that was nice though. Uh, so Ted. Yeah. You sent me a text. Uh-huh. I think it was before Christmas. Okay. Uh, by the way, late Merry Christmas to you and oh, our Merry listeners. Merry Christmas to you too. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And uh, the text was 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 very short. Uh-huh. Um, but 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 what followed was a picture. Yeah. And the text the text simply <laughs> said, Josh. I cut my hair. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh-huh. And uh, like, I feel like this is kind of breaking news. Yeah, it in, is. In, it is. in the podcast world, because one of Ted's defining features that, that he has been known by for so long, mm-hmm. the blue rimmed glasses, yep. the athletic physique. Thank you. And the long flowing hair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. now, now one like like one of the trifecta has left. Yeah, that's right. I feel like I feel like there was most likely a lot of thought that went into this. Yeah. 
a lot of sorrow and I need to know that like as as it was being lopped off mm-hmm. like I need you to walk me through the emotions here so let's yeah. let's go ahead and start with man what what prompted you to to take the golden locks away yeah well first of all when I texted you I was probably in shock right so it was yeah, it was yeah. shortly <laughs> after the act I was probably in shock um, your stomach's I, turning like what have I done I said to KK so KK God bless her, man. She's so sweet. KK's my wife, if you're, if you're a, not a long-time listener to the show. But um, KK kind of planned this whole experience where she got me an appointment with her stylist, uh, uh-huh. Ashley. Shout out, Ashley. Very nice. Has been working with KK for years. And KK went with me just to kind of provide emotional support. And she sort of turned it into a date where we were going to go get the haircut and then like... Uh, I don't know, run some errands, go to Target, have dinner out, the whole thing. And when I was at Target, I remember turning to her and I said, I feel like I need one of those silver blankets that like shock victims get like after an accident. <laughs> like, like like the ones covered in, in like like um, yeah, aluminum like foil. Like silver aluminum right? foil, yeah, yeah. like they radiate the heat or whatever. Like I, I, I need this because I'm in shock. Just sitting there shivering. You like know, I'm shivering. shivering. Yeah, yeah. Sitting on the end of an ambulance. Exactly. Like this is so hard for me. But, uh, but no, Josh, it, it was one of those things where... I've had the long hair for like 10 or 12 years now. Like it's been a long time and I'm not young anymore. And it was starting to get a little thin on top. Not like Hulk Hogan thin, but just like... Sure, yeah. If you looked a little bit thin and I never wanted to be the old guy who was clinging to something that was over. You know what I mean? Okay, Um, okay. So I've never colored my hair. I've never done any of the like thickening agents or any of that stuff. I just wanted to be a realist about it. And my wife is really nice, but she had, she had started to like just say some things like, Hey, maybe it's time to, maybe we start looking at new haircuts. And she, she always framed it in a really positive way. Um, now, 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 through through that mm-hmm. process, because obviously, like when our wives do that, it is very gracious. But they it are is. trying to get a point across. Yes, they are. Right? Yeah, make no so, mistake about it. Right, right. So through that, are you like intentionally ignoring it? Are you trying to convince yourself that she means something else? No. Uh, like, 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 was there part of you that's just like, like, not holding on to something that you shouldn't hold on to? But yeah. But like, you know, like, ah, I don't want to. I don't want to take that step because it's yeah. a big step. It is a big step. And I, I think that I think you articulated that that's part of it. I didn't want to take the big step because it felt definitive and it felt like the end of an era. And yet, like, I feel I feel like I'm pretty good at communicating and I feel like I'm pretty good at being like a receiver in terms of communication, i.e. she makes a couple of these comments and I could pretty easily see what she was actually trying to say, um, right. which is that it's time. And so I was like, okay, I can either fight this, I can dig in my heels, I can kind of, um, you know, make it a hill to die on, or I could just kind of graciously walk into this and kind of make it a fun thing between us where we're looking at pictures together, we're trying to be creative. And that's what I tried to do with it. And. So so let's go into uh, looking at pictures together, right? Yeah, because go. You, you sent me a couple mm-hmm. a couple pics of some very very uh, very masculine looking men. Yeah, that it's that the same I'm guy assuming... actually. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it actually? The yeah. Same? Oh, it is. Oh, it's Vincent Castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so 
I guess part part of me is wondering how this went down. Is, yeah. is okay? You, you you've made the decision to cut the hair. Yeah. KK saying, man, it's getting thin on top. It's yeah. time, mm-hmm. right? It's time to make the transition. Mm-hmm. What what are you typing into the Google machine? It's like mm-hmm. okay, all right, I have I have a chance now. Yeah. For well, a a new persona. That's right? an interesting question. And Who are you typing in? What I was typing in and what she was typing in were entirely different things. Okay. okay. All right. Walk me through it. So I just assumed, Josh, that I would go with some kind of really short, almost shaved, like kind of tough guy look. Because to okay. me, the only two options that were ever on the table for me were like either long haired tough guy or like short haired tough guy. Now, yeah. when you say short hair, are we talking like, like, like Josh Brolin short, like completely buzzed, or are you yeah. going more? Okay. Uh, completely buzzed was on the table. Okay. Um, yeah. Kind of as a happy medium would be like kind of Tom Hardy, Peaky Blinders, shaved on the sides and back, kind of tough guy. That's you a know. solid cut. And and it's in right now. It That's is in right now. Cut. And it, like, yeah. it accentuates the traps. You know, it makes me look big. It makes my shoulders look wide. You know, the whole thing. Like that's... Right. That's the headspace I was in. And KK, to her credit, was kind of like, no, no, no. I think we, we need to look at some intermediate cuts that can still bring out some of the thickness and the curl and the kind of luster of your hair without just, you know, jumping all the way to like we're, we're clippering it down kind of thing. And I resisted initially um, okay. because I only saw these two categories and I was blind to everything else. But then the images of the gentleman that I sent to you, these were presented to me by KK as sort of a third way. And I looked at those and I said, yes, that's, that's a haircut I can do something with. And then off we went. And that, that became kind of aspirational. Now, did you ask KK, like, one, how long have you had these, these pictures in your phone? <laughs> <laughs> and two, how long have you wanted me to look like this and haven't said anything? Dude, I actually happen to know... In part because she's open about it, but in part because, again, I'm just a good observer of people. And I, I know, and I want to hear you on this, actually. I, I know in pop culture who my wife's attracted to. And I can oh, probably okay. give you the five names over the 25 years that we've been together of people that she's been attracted to. So, like, in the 90s, it was, like, scummy philosopher Ethan Hawke. You know, who just had like '90s hair, and he was kind of greasy, yeah. but good looking. Had like the, the like the bad overbite, but still was attractive somehow. Yeah, it was like the reality yeah. bites era, like version right. of Ethan Hawke. And I'm like, okay, I get it, I can see it. Um, so she she's been attracted to that. Like, uh, I don't know, like Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. I feel like is a look that she was attracted to. Which again, I don't blame her. Like these are all attractive people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then we got into this show, dude. We got into this this Italian crime drama called, uh, gosh, what was it called? Rocco Schiavone's Ice Cold Murders. Okay? okay. And this was on Prime. And we, we got into it like a year, year and a half ago. And there was a secondary character on there who was this kind of bigger dude with like long flowing gray hair. Like, honest to gosh, he kind of looked like me. But kind of like a more Italian version of me. And I could tell that KK was really attracted to that guy. Like, I just knew it. And then, I don't know, we were talking some night. Well, I'm I'm staring at him right now. Yeah, Yeah, turn the phone to me. This is radio, not television. But, like, I could could see what you're seeing in your studio. 
turn the phone to your camera. Yeah, that's the main guy. That's not the the guy actually though that she was. Let me. Oh oh oh, that's not. I think the actor's name was like Mirko Frezza or something. Was the guy that she thought was super attractive. Um, let me see if I can find it. This is this, this radio. Is great radio. Is, so uh, let's see. How about how about this guy, Ernest? No, not Ernest, him. Somebody, not I him. Gotta, I okay. Look him, well, I look him, okay. I've stuck out. I've stuck out twice. Here it is, Josh. I'm turning the phone to you now. Okay, let's see this guy. Let's see this guy. Can you see uh, that? Can no, 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 no. Higher. Higher. Your camera is above the screen. Oh, yep, yeah. There we go. Higher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, look at this dude. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to blow one of these up so that you can see. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, so yeah, so an older guy, but he's got that long hair. He's got the facial. Oh, yeah. Dude, Tough guy, that. dude. Grizzled. So, you know, you, know, you know what he looks like? He looks like an old, grizzled Jason Momoa. Dude, he does. Yeah, right? but kind of and rougher. Also, it, well, so, so, which is basically an old, grizzled... If you like kept Jason Momoa in the microwave too long, he turns into Rob Zombie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, dude. Yeah. So, so it's kind of it's kind of that that yeah. look the the two tone beard the like the gray beard, the, the gray, gray and black the long hair yeah which I kind of have aspects of that so it didn't bother me at all that she thought that guy was attractive because I thought that was kind of attainable for me like I thought I could get there right you right know? right it, it, it's not like thinking like like. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger's attractive. So you're like, yeah. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be that. Yeah, ever. or like Brad Pitt, right? Bra- he's, yeah, he's Brad like Pitt, right? Ninety nine point yeah. ninth percentile of like hotness. Mark Wahlberg. I'm, I'm never gonna look like, like that. that. You know, right. I just know it. So anyway, when she started showing me pics of this guy, the guy that I sent to you, um, I liked it because I thought I could get on board with it. But like, so my question to you is, do yeah. you know what celebrities your wife finds attractive? So it's so funny, and this is going to sound really, really weird. Yeah. Um, but it's true. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, when, when, when we, when we talk about celebrities that we think are like cool to look at, or 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 are handsome or pretty, we we both say, like, we both have people on our list that are the same gender as us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which which is weird. Yeah. So no, we do my that wife too, totally. So 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 there's really not a lot of crossover in terms of like actresses that I'm like, oh man, she is gorgeous. Right. Yeah, right. Um but there's a bunch of dudes that yeah. I will sound super gay about. Hey, and that's my wife, okay though. I feel my wife calls that. me out on it all the time. So what who are some of those dudes for you? Okay. So Jason I already mentioned one, Jason Momoa. Dude, me too. He's on my Mount Rushmore of like hot dudes that I wish I looked like. And then especially since he started like riding motorcycles. Yeah. And stuff. Oh man, dude. Jason Momoa is Oh hundred percent. In fact, I have yeah. this coworker, Ashley, shout out Ashley. She knows about my Momoa stuff, and she has similar like Momoa stuff. She made me like a Jason Momoa calendar, like a desk <gasps> calendar for Christmas, like it's, a pin, like like pin up Jason. Yeah, Momoa. like like you can turn the pages. It's different shots of Momoa doing hot dude things. Yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, Jason Momoa. Um, I I am a sucker for like the Patriot era Mel Gibson. Sure. Yeah, I like like, that. like 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 I've always been a Mel Gibson kind of that guy. loose ponytail sort of look. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it might just be the long hair. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why like I'm growing my hair out also. Mm-hmm. Is because like I want something that that's, yeah. that's kind of like that. Um, I mean Tom Hardy's up there, dude, not so much because yeah. I think he's a super like good looking dude, but just the entire persona of Tom Hardy. Dude, the intensity, the brooding, the like scar on the cheek. You, you don't yes. knock out there. You know the whole the whole thing, man. Solid. The man. huge traps. 
Yeah. Yeah. Arnie's traps yeah. are elite. Those are like 99th percentile traps. 100%. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I mean, since 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 we're being gay together, yeah. Yeah. how about you? What's your list? We've already covered Momoa. Well, no, dude. Your list is a lot like mine, actually. So, if, if we're doing Mount Rushmore, so like four, four images, you know, carved into stone. Um, the first one is Brad Pitt. It's got to be. You're uh, Brad. Now, which era about Brad Pitt? Because he has gone through. Well, there are a couple. Man, I'm glad like, you asked. Like okay. many alliterations. Yeah, I would say the two that I resonate with the most are Detroit. Legends of the Pol- Legends of the Fall. Brad Pitt. So okay. long hair, three piece suit, riding a horse. Okay. <laughs> um, grizzled, kind of tough. Which is beard. like if you could do. If you could do, I feel like I would love to do that if I could. (laughs) Um, So long haired, grizzled, like uh, riding a horse. So Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt. I think the other Brad Pitt that's been super attractive is um, the most recent one, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Kind of getting older, still chiseled, still cheekbony. Okay. A little rough around the edges, a little more growly in the voice. Yeah. Um, but still a super attractive Brad. So I'm 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 starting my Rushmore there. What about what one one thing on that? What about what about Pitt in Fury? Uh, I wasn't a Fury guy. You didn't like Fury? No, okay. I tried to watch okay. it. I gave up somewhere in the first act. I don't know. It was just too. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it his hair was good in that one though. His hair was very good in that one. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. All so right. Momoa, Momoa, we got Brad. Brad. Uh, gosh, dude. Tom Hardy's on there for me too. All right. Tom Hardy's on there for me too. So you and I have the same taste in men, Josh Loftus. Yeah. Hey, you know. Um, And then I'm going to. Game respects game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Gay respects game. Are we allowed to say that? Gay respects game. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think last on my Rushmore is going to be like early career Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder. A certain kind of hair, a certain kind of the voice, the way of like carrying himself. I don't know. I just, I thought he looked, he looked good back in the day. I like Um, it. And I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, dude. I know I am, but. uh, Oh, well, there's so many beautiful men out there. But that's the, that's the Rushmore (laughs) as it stands right now. Oh man, this, how this podcast has evolved. It's really great content, isn't it? This is great radio. If anybody has made it through this first act, then yeah. Yeah, respect respect to you, the diehard fans. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, let's let's get back to the main topic. Yeah. So you've chosen the actor you want to look like. Yeah. You and KK are on board. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm gonna do this. It's time. You schedule the import. Uh, you schedule the appointment. Yeah. You show up. Like. Like, do you have butterflies in your stomach? Are you oh, like, yeah. did you do the thing where she like she starts to cut and you're like, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, <laughs> let me breathe. Yeah, no, okay. she was okay, she go. was really gentle about it and really kind. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she really she sensed what I was going through. Yeah, and she was great about it. Like she she would ask me things like, "Are you ready now? You know, can I get started?" And That's right. She knew. So, she knew. She's like, that, put the hand on the shoulder. It yeah, can, it's going to be okay. That's right. And she washed my hair. She was really gentle with that. That's right. Um, she did a great job. And no, I think for me, like, and this is tied to our personalities, right? It's tied to how we live our lives and how we see the world and, and all that stuff. Like, I'm a really nostalgic person. And so for me, it wasn't so much like losing the aesthetic of long hair, it was more like, 
all the memories we've made while my hair's been long, you right. know, and right. um, like ends of things, ends of eras are hard for me. And um, like my kid, my, my kid graduating high school was hard for me, even sure. though it's a good sure. thing. It was a quantifiably great thing. And the Lord's done like great stuff with his character, but it was still hard, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it was kind of hard in the same way, if that makes sense. Did KK have to hold your hand through it? No, she didn't hold my hand, but she sat okay. like in the adjacent chair. Like the stylist, like right next door to Ashley, was not doing, uh, like she she wasn't doing hair at that point. So KK okay. got to sit in that chair and just kind of be right off camera, as it were, kind of with me through it. You know. All right. Yeah, and well that was done. helpful. Well done. Did you keep any of the locks, Ted? Are you going to press them in a book, like with a leaf or a rose? or No, but KK a, took... Maybe a Polaroid? KK took a picture. That's very tender of you to ask, actually. <laughs> I appreciate the question and the thoughtfulness. <laughs> I'm just serving up softballs here for you, man. No, I know. This is huge, though. It's helping me process. Like, you're serving me now. That's you're right. guiding me through. That's right. This I can tell right. you're a biblical counselor because you're you're really good at this stuff. But well, it's all about asking the right questions. That's right. You see, yeah. Ted. Yeah, Ted, um, right. I'm trying to get to the root of this. You're here. trying to get to the root of it, to to the root of the hair, as it were. But no, she. That's right. She didn't. I don't think she like kept any in a plastic bag, but she took a picture of the pile of hair. Okay. As as sort of her okay. keepsake. All right. And um, I don't know. It's it's weird, Josh, with nostalgia and stuff like this. Because, and this is going to get a little weird, weirdly philosophical, but I'll frame it in a question. Like if somebody told you that you could never listen to a band anymore and they would pay you a certain amount of money to like never listen to that band anymore. Like I wouldn't have trouble doing that because for me, like if somebody said, and this is like a Chuck Klosterman conceit, I think, but if somebody said like, you can't listen to Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses anymore in your life. Right. And I'll pay you X amount of dollars to never listen to it. I would have a pretty easy time pulling the trigger on something like that for, I don't know, a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Like the number wouldn't have to be that high because for me, Mm. Appetite for Destruction served me in a particular time and place in my life. So it exists for me in a kind of like nostalgic space where like I'm at age 45 like I'm not really using it anymore you know what I mean sure I'm not like lifting weights to it in the garage and I'm not like listening to it on my way to a football game or anything like that anymore in the way that I was back when it when I really interacted with it and so I'm trying to I'm trying to view long hair in the same way I'm trying to view it through that lens of like it served me really well in a particular time and place in my life and we really enjoyed it you know it's not like we didn't enjoy it but now it's time for something new, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's okay, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's part of, that's part of the weird thing about nostalgia is like, uh-huh. it's, it, it requires it to be really, really enjoyable and yeah. for it to kind of almost hurt when it's gone in mm-hmm. order for nostalgia to take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, because if I don't care about something, I'm not going to be nostalgic about it. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and if you think about it, I don't know if I have ever, and, and it might just be a problem with me, but here's like here's a question to throw at you, and it's, I, I would say, similarly philosophical. Mm-hmm. I think a large part of nostalgia is pain. Mm, talk about that. In that I have never experienced nostalgia in a way that is 
derives from happiness only. Okay. There, there's always there's always that part of nostalgia that is painful because you know mm-hmm. it's nostalgic because it it's no longer reality. Yeah. Right. And and I think I think that's that's an interesting thing. Is that I mean. <laughs> None of us like pain, right? Yeah. But 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 when it comes to nostalgia, it's almost a good kind of hurt. Yeah. Like 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 when you're so happy that you cry. Yeah. Right? It's like it fe- like you're you're crying and you're like when you're done, you're just emotionally spent. Yeah. But the process was good. Yeah. Right? And like that's what like nostalgia is for me. Is is it is it it's equally like I have fond memories. Yeah. Of whatever the thing is, but it is rooted in a type of pain because yeah. it's like, yeah, I wish like there's a part of me that wishes I could have this again. Yeah. Well, it's painful because it's gone and it's painful yeah. because, yeah. yeah, we'll never experience Christmas, for example, as a kid again. Right. Right. Or I'll never yeah. experience and you'll never experience going to your first NFL game with your dad as a kid and being like bowled over by the grandeur of the stadium or seeing the grass through the gate for the first time or whatever. Like that's a singular experience that for most of us like belongs in childhood. Um, But I would like to have it again. You know, I really would. And and moreover, more than even just going to like the Hoosier Dome with my dad again, I would like to go to the Hoosier Dome with my dad again as his son at that time. You know what I mean? Right. Where right. he's showing me this really amazing thing for the first time and I'm being in awe of it, you know. So do you think do you think that that's part of because I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like and I'm I'm just verbally processing here like yeah, as go. I'm talking. Like we don't have as adults those same like emotional highs that we do as a kid. Yeah, right. That's right. Like, Gosh, like I was I'm just never about this last night. like yeah. like I am never going to I'm never gonna be in eighth grade playing football going undefeated for the first time in my school's history. Yeah, right. Right. Like I was part of that team, yeah. and when that buzzer hit zero, we threw our helmets in the air, and it was nuts. Yeah. Right. 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 When I when I you know pinned this kid to go to to uh, to regionals. Yeah. That like emotional feeling where it's like you want to laugh, you want to cry, you want to scream as loud as you can. Yeah. Like those are the feelings that I get like nostalgia for, mm-hmm. and is it that we're just so much more emotional as kids that we have more of those moments. Or yeah. is it now that we're adults, those moments are legitimately less? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think things are... You know, or is it both? Yeah, I think things are new in childhood in a way that they aren't now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, So KK and I, had, we had this experience yesterday where like um, the way that I used to live for a long, long time was if you take a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best one being the worst or zero or whatever, I always wanted to get to like a nine or a 10. I was always chasing the highs, right? And as a result, there would be some really low lows where like a thing would be like a one or a two and it would really suck and really be terrible. But it was interspersed with some like some nines, you know? And we had this experience yesterday where it was like, oh, that that was a five or a six, which isn't bad. You know, like it's not bad right. at all. And I'm not complaining about it, but like 
the feeling was that of like a five or a six. And driving home, I was just like, most things are a five or a six now, you know? Sure. And there are fewer ones and twos. There are way fewer nines and tens. And I don't know if that's a function of old age. I don't know if it's a function of like being able by God's grace to have lived a lot of the dreams that I've had. So I've already like experienced the high highs. I don't know what that is, dude. Um, Yeah. Well, well, and it makes you ask the question too, you know, what would be a 10 for me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 um, like realistically. And I bet we could name, here's where I think we would both be good and bad at this. Yeah. And I, I know we could do this because we've done it on the show before. We could name tens from our childhoods or even young adulthood or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know that I could look into the future and go, if I was allowed to do that, that would be a 10. I can't think of one thing like that, you know? I know. And, and it's weird. Yeah. It is yeah. weird. Um, and even stuff like like big stuff like my kid getting married, hypothetically, that's going to be a big day, but I don't know if it'll feel like a nine or a 10, you know, um, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you, dude, and this is getting way, I don't know, philosophical and maybe boring for people. So apologies in (laughs) advance if that's the case, like the nines and tens that I have nowadays tend to completely surprise me. So Mm, yeah, it's not like I spent a bunch of money and bought tickets to like a, NFL game or a concert and that delivered the nine or 10. It'll be like my kid wandered into the smoke room. We fired up a cigar and two and a half hours later, we came to the end of some magnificent conversation. Like that's yeah. the 10. That's like the surprising 10, you yeah. know? And it's just yeah. like a random Tuesday night and he's at home and we have a smoke and we end up like talking about our lives and our hearts and our aspirations and, I learn a whole bunch of new stuff about him and it's a 10 um, right. and it completely right. blindsides me. And it reminds me that I'm capable of still having tens. Yeah. But I think I'm less capable of like speaking them into existence. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Yeah, I can't right. just create one out of thin air. They have to kind of happen to me now. And maybe that's the insight. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think they turn into more, I don't know. I think with kids, yeah, like when we're, when we're when we're kids, when we're young adults, it's easier to speak those things into existence because yeah. I think I think we're, I don't know, I think we're easily, possibly more easily pleased. Yeah, so tens are so. easier. We're right? easily pleased, and we've had fewer experiences, and there's still yeah. like there's still some meat left on the bone, like dream wise. You know what I mean? Right, right. Whereas yeah. that's not the case really for, for us now. Maybe it is for you. You're younger than me. But yeah, for me, it's like there's not a whole lot left to chase. Sure. So I'm, I'm left kind of having to be surprised by the dream. So, dude, I'm having a, a quintessentially Michigan experience right now. Okay, um, what's happening? Let me describe this to you also as okay. a way of ending the podcast because I'm yes. worried about a particular thing. Yeah. So, Part of your life in Michigan, if you live here long enough, and we lived here for 15 years, we no longer live here. We're in Tennessee now for seven years plus. But part of your life in Michigan from about October through March or April is having plans change or get canceled because of the snow. Oh, yeah. And being worried about getting places, right? 
so I've been I've been here in the camp office, um, and this is just a random empty office within the camp office building. So I've been here for like three hours now, having a delightful conversation with Paul, and then a delightful conversation with you. But in doing so, I've been looking out the window, watching like just mountains of snow like cascade down out of the heavens. Oh, do you have to drive somewhere? Yeah, and and what oh, I've oh no, what I've learned is. I've completely lost my like winter in Michigan muscles. Like yeah, I'm horrible sure. at driving. I'm horrible at walking in this. Like okay. this week has been an exercise in like try not to fall down. That's been like yeah. the theme of my yeah. week, you know, and it's like Right. Right. Um I'm I'm sitting here looking out this window going like if I if I get to where I'm going without putting it in a ditch, it's going to be a miracle, you know. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Well. Ted has to. Ted has to get home. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. So I can see the worry on his face. <laughs> yeah. As he's picturing this. Yeah. As he's picturing the snow on the on the road. Yeah. So we are going to wrap this up. Um, normally we would do a cluck or suck. Let's but do a we're quick going one. To, Let's do a really quick one. Do you okay. Want to? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Super quick. Because I enjoy right. that conceit. I really do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Ted. Does it cluck or does it suck? Wedding speeches. Um, because I've got like three weddings that I have to go to here in the next about month and a half. Wedding speeches are like karaoke to me, Josh. Okay. In that you either have to shoot for like a shared experience or yeah. humor, but really nothing else, right? Okay. And right. In, in, in all things, you have to be brief. Like you don't want to be the guy doing "Stairway to Heaven" at karaoke. It's like a nine-minute song, you know. So right. you can't be that guy. Um, you got to be brief. So, and it's got to be either funny or like nostalgic for almost everybody in the room. Right. Um, so that would be right. my word on wedding speeches. I would say typically they suck, but okay. they have the potential yeah. to cluck um, <laughs> the if the right person's doing it. All right. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks. Most likely suck, but yeah. sometimes cluck, depending on if you cluck or suck. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, hey, we want to thank all of you guys for listening as this has been a roller coaster run up from uh, from rats snorting cocaine to Ted's hair to <laughs> quintessential. Obscure Italian television. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. yeah, and then Ted and I being very gay for about 10 minutes. <laughs> so we, you can catch us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CluckCast. We're on there. Leave us some likes. Leave us some reviews. We appreciate hearing from you guys. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later. <laughs>